Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Hijabi Diaries. This is season 2, episode 2. I know I made you guys wait a long time for a new episode. I'm so sorry, you guys. It's just really hard balancing school and the podcast all together. But I have been on winter break. So that really gave me time to just relax and, um, you know, think of new content and just research and just, you know, focus on my podcast alone. So I have prepared for you guys this episode, which is, as you can read by the title, Jannah. And so we're going to be talking about the basics of um paradise or heaven whatever you guys want to call it and then we will obviously move on to jahannam which is hell we're going to talk about that as well so you guys can get like two different perspectives and know what exactly you're in for so we're going to learn the basics and inshallah you guys can gain knowledge on this because as i'm pretty sure many of you guys know there's a lot of signs that are happening and we are literally closer to the day of judgment than we have been in the past so yes it is scary to be honest like trust me i know it's scary but i mean if you have high iman and you're a really good muslim or you're trying to be a better muslim then inshallah there's nothing to worry about just keep praying for forgiveness and allah got you you know so today we're going to be talking about the gates of jannah um what's gonna be like what's our life like in jannah or what's the life like in jahannam and it's just it's a lot to dive into so without further ado let's get talking about it jannah also known as paradise or garden in islam is described in the quran as a eternal afterlife of peace and bliss where the faithful and righteous are rewarded so the quran says that the righteous will be restful in the presence of Allah in gardens beneath which rivers flow the word jannah comes from an arabic word that means to cover or hide something heaven therefore is a place that is unseen to us Jannah is the final destination in the afterlife for good and faithful Muslims. And there are eight gates of heaven in Islam. And each level has a different core and construction with different prophets residing in them, which includes Prophet Muhammad We should do everything in our power to make it to Jannah and meet all of the prophets and the companions, their wives, the sahabas, um, the angels, and especially Allah SWT, peace be upon everyone. So... The Quran calls hell Jahannam. It is a place of blazing fire and painful torments. It is described as a land place of pits with boiling water and fire to physically torture one's spirit. So its vivid descriptions in the Quran are like a means to prevent us Muslims from committing sins. Therefore, we should follow every word of the holy book and take responsibility for our own actions. So I'm going to talk about Jannah first because there's a lot to get through and I feel like Jannah is just like, you know, it's more pleasing. So we're going to talk about Jannah and then we're going to move on to Jahannam, even though Jahannam is the scariest part and that should be done first. So you can be reminded of how you should be living your life and just prepare for your your afterlife. Like I mentioned before, Jannah has eight gates or doors through which us Muslims can enter after the resurrection on the Day of Judgment is over. And it has multiple levels in which good Muslims reside and commune with angels and prophets, peace be upon them. Here's a little tip. So whoever asks Allah for Jannah three times, not only does Allah answer the dua, but Jannah actually talks back. Jannah itself makes dua to Allah SWT for you. So Jannah says, O oh Allah, enter him into paradise. 
So if you really want Jannah, why don't you just say so? Because the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Don't just ask for Jannah, ask for the highest level, which is his companionship, inshallah. The highest level of paradise in the last ever. So every single person will enter paradise except for the one who refuses. The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, how can we possibly refuse Jannah? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, By obeying me, following my sunnah, you're on the path of Jannah. By disobeying me and neglecting my sunnah, you are refusing to enter paradise. So this brings up the question that's asked a lot. Can you go from Jannah to Jahannam? So once you enter Jannah, you stay there forever. However, it is possible to go from Jahannam to Jannah. Some people will be punished temporarily and then will head on to paradise forever. But you don't want to enter Jahannam because one second in there is worse than any pain you feel on this earth. So according to the Quran for Muslims, Jannah is a peaceful, lovely place where injury and fatigue are not present and Muslims are never asked to leave. So Muslims in paradise wear gold, pearls, diamonds, and garments made of the finest silk and they recline on raised thrones. In Jannah, there is no pain, sorrow, or death. There is only joy, happiness, and pleasure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises the righteous this garden of paradise, where the trees are without thorns, where flowers and fruits are piled on top of each other, where clear and cool water flows constantly, and where companions have big, beautiful, lustrous eyes. There is no quarreling or drunkness in Jannah. There are four rivers named Sahan, Jahan, Furat, and Nil, as well as large mountains made of musk and valleys made of pearls and rubies. Okay, so let's talk about life in Jannah and like the eight gates of Jannah. So in Jannah, everyone will be the age of 33 years old. No one will have body hair and everyone will be as tall as our father, Adam salam, who is about like 30 meters high. You'll never have to go to the toilet ever again. And my fellow sisters, we will never have our monthlies ever again. Alhamdulillah. So you'll never get sick. You'll never get tired. You'll never sleep. You'll never get old. We'll always stay the age of 33 years old. It's forever pure and happiness. In Jannah, there's no more salah, fasting, wudu, worship, nothing. You'll never have to do anything any of this ever again because this is the price of our reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with and trust me not everyone will actually be with us and realize the worth of it another thing we will get to see Allah the most glorious he will reveal his face to us there's like rivers of milk wine honey and water and the wine is halal everyone before you ask so you're going to be reunited with family and friends and will be greeted by the angels with lots of welcoming words of peace subhanallah the eight gates of jannah to enter one of the eight doors of jannah in islam muslims are required to perform righteous deeds be truthful search for knowledge fear the most merciful Go to the mosque every morning and afternoon. Be free of arrogance as well as the spoils of war and debt. Repeat the call to prayer sincerely and from the heart. Build a mosque, be repentant, and raise righteous children. The eight gates are Baba Salat for those who are punctual in and focused on prayer. Baba Jihad for those who died in the defense of Islam when they were going to war or fighting for Islam. Not like 
the Taliban or the ISIS, not those. They're not fighting for Islam at all. They are giving wrong dawah out there. Like, no, we don't represent that. And then Baba Sedka, for those who frequently gave to charity. Baba Rayyan, for those who observe fasting during and beyond Ramzan. Bab al-Hajj, for those who participated in the Hajj, the annual, you know, pilgrimage to um, Mecca. Okay, this one is a bit hard to pronounce, so please forgive me if my pronunciation is really wrong. So, the sixth gate of Jannah is Bab al-Ghazim al-Ghaziz wal-Afina anin-Nas. So, this is for those who suppress or control their anger and forgave others. And then the next one is Bab al-Iman, for those who had sincere faith and trust in Allah and strive to follow his commands. And then the last one, Bab al-Dikhar, for those who showed zeal in remembering Allah. There are many levels of heaven, the number, order, and character of which are much discussed by tafsir, commentary, and hadith scholars. Some say that Jannah has a hundred levels, others say that there is no limit to the levels, and some even say that their number is equal to the number of verses in the Quran, which is 6,236. That's a lot. <laughs> Here's a quote from the hadith scholar Muhammad al-Buhari. So he says, Paradise has 100 gates gates which allah has reserved for the fighters in his cause and the distance between each of the two gates is like the distance between the sky and the earth so when you ask allah ask for al-firdos for it is the best and highest part of paradise so ibn masood a frequent contributor to the sunnah uh, muqada website has compiled the commentary of many of the hadith scholars and produced a list of eight levels which I will be talking about right now. So level one is Jannatul Umawa, which is considered to be like the lowest level of um, Jannah, and then the highest is Firdos. Although Firdos is also said to be like in the middle, and some scholars interpret that to mean like most central. The righteousness of one's deeds basically depends on the level of Jannah they will be going to. So these are eight different levels and they're not in order so there is Jannatul al-Adan this is the eternal place after repenting and facing punishments for every committed sin a Muslim is given a place in this heaven and Surah Tawbah Allah said that he assured his believers that they will find a place in the gardens of Adan this is where one finds the greatest acceptance from Allah and marks the biggest conquest the rivers that flow below the gardens provide everything that one wished for and then there's Jannatul Firdos, Firdos refers to a garden with all kinds of plants. There are grapevines in the place, it is the most highest level and is described as superior to every other level. There is Jannatul Naim or Naim. In Surah Yunus, the Almighty spoke about this level and said that people who have faith in Allah and do good work, their conviction directed them to stay good throughout their life and led them to this exact level. Such devotes would come across rivers flowing underneath them in the paradise of delight and become a part of this level made of iron. So, in Surah Yunus, which is verses 9 through 10, it says, Surely those who believe and do good, their Lord will guide them to a paradise through their faith. Rivers will flow under their feet in the gardens of bliss, in which their prayer will be, Glory be to you, O Allah, and their greetings will be, peace and their closing prayer will be 
all praise is for Allah, Lord of all worlds. And then there's Janatul Mawa. It is a resting place made of brass for devotes and martyrs. Moa is defined as a place where people take refuge. It has homes and dwellings. Surah An-Najma speaks about this level and calls it the Garden of Adobe for refugees. It, is, it exists by a lote tree which stands at the privacy of heaven. And this is especially for those that died fighting for the cause of Islam. Then there is the Rul Khulid. This level is the garden of immorality where one becomes eternal or immortal. Here one lasts forever. The level is promised to those who follow, follow their path with the utmost devotion without transgressing from their path. This level of heaven compensates for the loss and hardship that one faces in the journey and brings the voyage to halt. And then there's the Rul Makam. It is a level of instinct nature. It is where the soul finds an internal place to stay. Surah Al-Fatir mentions this state of heaven as a safe place where all sufferings and tiredness vanish. It is where nothing affects the soul. And this is from Surah Fatir in verse 5. So let not this present life deceive you. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of messed up. Then there is the Ruz Salam. It is the abode of well-being. This is the seventh level of heaven, which is like the home of safety and peace. In Surah Al-Yunis, the Almighty calls back people whom he had willed to walk the straight path. And then Surah Al-Anam, Allah calls it a place where he would protect them. So many scholars believe that there is an eighth level of heaven called Ilayun. It is a home for the perfect mu'mineens, which is believers. And it is the abode for the Hafaza angels who protect the souls. And then this is where like people get the fruit for their righteous deeds. A few scholars even believe that there are 100 levels of heaven in Islam. Each level refers to a different grade. Another interpretation of 100 level levels refers to the polarity polarity of jannah where believers fall according to their good deeds and sins it is believed that the distance between the two levels increase within flight so the mention of the seven heavens of the quran goes like this in jannah are things an eye has never seen an ear has never heard and mind can't even imagine so all the prophets are in jannah right now but there is just one that isn't like permanently in there right now because like he's gonna come back after the arrival of Hazrat Mahindi um, which as you can already guess it is Prophet Isa which is Jesus so he will also be going to Jannah obviously but in each level or each gate of Jannah there are different prophets in each one of them so uh, the only thing I can advise for you guys is to literally do your best to get into Jannah and um, just read du'a, make forgiveness, make du'aba, make uh, tahajjud, uh, istihara, anything that can grant you Jannah, do dihr, um, read your Quran, every single thing to make you become a better Muslim. There are four women that Allah SWT has promised Jannah. So number one is Maryam bintu Imran, which is the mother of Isa a.s. The number two is Khadija bintu Khwalid, which is the prophet's wife, prophet Muhammad's wife, peace be upon him. Number three is Asiya bintu Muzahim, which is the wife of the para 
who was one of the worst men to walk this earth. And then number four, which is Fatima bintu Muhammad, the youngest child of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and um, Hadija radiyallahu And she will also be the leader of the woman in Jannah, subhanAllah. So I'm going to get to the stories of the women that were promised Jannah and why they were promised Jannah later. And I'm also going to go over the stories of the Prophet's companions or his sahabas that were also promised Jannah. There were 10 men, I believe, that were promised Jannah, including Bilal. So if you guys don't know who Bilal is, Bilal is um, the slave at the time of the pagans and the time of Prophet, peace be upon him as well. So that was his companion like he he was the first person who called to prayer so we're gonna get to all of that later that requires a lot of research i'm also going to be talking about the prophet stories um the children of the prophets and that's just gonna require a lot of work a lot of research and long long days of work and the episodes will be really really long so if you guys really really want it just stay tuned for it Alright you guys, so I'm just going to end it off right here because this episode requires many different parts to it and I will be doing different parts, inshallah part 2 will be coming out soon but before part 2 comes out, part 1 of Jahannam is going to come out so there's like back and forth between heaven and hell, you know and you can get two different perspectives because there's a lot to talk about in Jannah like there's the food of Jannah, the drinks of Jannah, the clothes, the houses, um, the prophets, like there's just so much to talk about and the same goes for jahannam and i don't know if you guys are okay with listening to three hour long episodes because that requires a lot of editing for me as well so i like to split it into parts and there's also a part to um the day of judgment signs that also needs to come out part two there's a lot to do a lot to get done and inshallah i will be working on it after this part um goes live so i just need your support so please support me you can follow my instagram which is underscore hijabi dot diaries everything is lowercase i will put it into the little description of the episode so you guys can go follow it and there's a lot to come to for the season two you guys just need to stay tuned and keep supporting me and inshallah i have a lot in store for you guys and just stay tuned until next time hodafis